Welcome back to the podcast with your host, Drew Heifetz, Vintage and Stuff, where we talk about just that. Today, I'm super fired up, actually, because I have two amazing guests. This is the second podcast with two guests. I have Kurt of Smokestack Vintage and Ricky of Ricky KZ, two super OGs in the game, who basically are living out my dream of hunting through abandoned houses on the daily, or at least on the weekly, right? Yeah, once a week. Nice. I mean, sometimes we... we Sometimes you get a little too much and you gotta take a break. Yeah, a little, little too much uh, dust in the nostrils. You gotta let it clear out. Yeah, <laughs> I I pretty much almost died coming out. We're gonna stop in a bar and do a shot of fireball. <laughs> I need to get more professional. Like I don't even wear gloves. I don't have a mask. Yeah, well, you know what's funny, actually? I've done this a few times, and I remember when me and Jesse did it, we were chatting about that. We are like, we need a kit. We need, like, a like a tool belt with, like, a hammer and a crowbar and, like, get a gas mask and get all prepared so you can, like, fully just get in there and tear it apart, you know? Right. We, we get better, like, almost every time we go out because we'll add another tool to the tool kit. Or, you know, we have face masks, but we just... We never wear them. Well, yeah, I, we do have masks, but, you know, there's those shitty ones that you get. Just yeah. The, you know, the white ones. Well, but honestly, I like, man, like, I... The I, canister ones. Yeah, I get, uh, get allergies sometimes, even in, like, uh, the rag yards and stuff, but I hate wearing the fucking masks, man. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. Okay, yeah. but before we get into the details of the house hunting here... Let's get a quick background of where you guys came from and how you got into the vintage biz. I gave I gave a um, challenge a few weeks ago on the podcast about giving a shout out to whoever got you in the biz. So let's hear oh, yeah. how you guys got in the biz and who got you in. Well, I'll go first, I guess. Yeah. Well, I just kind of have always been doing this, you know, growing up, like, my mom was kind of a thrifter and was like, send me in the fucking dumpsters and grab rocking chairs for the house and shit like that. Sick. So I just, and then, I don't know, eventually, how I got, like, into it as far as clothing, like, I started out selling bikes and shit on eBay. Like, I I mean, honestly, I sold, like, granny stuff, like, hammered aluminum, just, like, the weirdest shit. Like, not anything clothing related until uh, I had my first son, which was probably... Well, he was born in 2000, and I just went on eBay looking for, like, uh, old vintage t-shirts that he could wear, like, He-Man shirts or shit I used to wear. Yeah. And so I checked his vintage t-shirt on eBay, and I was like, holy fuck, you know, and I found Vintage Vantage. You remember that dude? Yeah. Well, I remember the account. I don't know if I ever met the guy. Yeah, I never met him either, but I met, like, the account, and I was like, holy shit, this guy's killing it. So that got me into the whole t-shirt game. And then eventually I met uh, this old dude. He's not even on Instagram, but uh, he's a local guy here. He's been doing it, you know, since like the '80s. And he kind of like schooled me on like, you know, zippers and older shit because I was just selling like '70s and '80s T-shirts or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so, he was just one of the dudes that really like schooled me on that shit. So where are you guys actually then, located? What town are you in? I'm in uh, Minneapolis. What, what about you, I'm, Kurt? Are you in the same town? Yeah, I'm west of the cities because I hate too many people. He's in Chester. 
<laughs> You're like me, man. I moved out of the city a few years ago. Fuck that. I need my solitude. Yeah. As time goes on, I just keep moving further west. Kurt's a grumpy old man. And he's younger than me. Well, you got to move to where the abandoned houses are, I guess. So, good call. <laughs> so, Kurt, what's your story, man? How'd you get in the game? You know, I've thought about this a lot. I don't know what got me into vintage and antiques. I I think when it all started, I, I think it all started when I, you know, I think it all started when I cleaned out my uh, my grandpa's house after he died with my dad, and I was just collecting every random little knickknack and cool thing I found. And, but no one, no one else in my family is into vintage or antiques. They just don't get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I heard getting into the clothing game. For the, for the longest time, I was just dealing in, like, industrial furniture and big, heavy cast iron crap and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, and I, I I went into a shop to sell, and Ricky had just come in. We were new guys. And I'm, I'm watching the, the antique business just, like, crash. And, and I'm watching Ricky sell clothing, like, <laughs> like more crazy, <laughs> and uh, and so I was just watching it for years, and I would bring Ricky clothes and sell it to him for my cost, just so I could learn something. And finally, I just I, I made the pivot. Now I'm doing clothing with Ricky, but but really it was Ricky, it was Ricky, and uh, yeah, give a give a little credit to Nick at Beers Mermaids because both of those those guys kind of got me into it. Cool, man. So what, what you say that the, the the antique market crashed? Like what year was that, and what happened? God, probably what three years ago now. You know, I was doing like the junk shows. You know, all over the Midwest, I'd go to set up at big shows with furniture and repurposed crap, and and then all of a sudden, you know, it's right around the election. Right okay. around the election, like right before that, people just stopped buying things. Weird. And, you know, I, I guess I can't blame them. Well, you but, <laughs> but they're just, just hoarding everything. Back. They're just scared of life at that point. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, what is happening in the world? I'm not going to buy a table. I don't even know if I'm going to be here next year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a bigger guy. You know, I'm tall. And you know, you I've got like dating a- <laughs> What does that have to do with anything? No, we we, we want a, we want a mental I, picture, I've man. Been in there <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm saying, so I never I never find vintage clothing in my size, and so it was I didn't quite get it at first. I was like, I you know I I couldn't wear it, but as soon as I started finding stuff in my size, and then you know just I I slowly just started to appreciate it more. So time. basically, like chore coats are the only thing you can you can find in your size. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, and overalls, overalls. Old, old Batman overalls. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I, I can occasionally find some Pendleton or Filson that fit me. His favorite brand is Big Dad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, I want to. Uh, so I actually, I mean, the reason I appreciate what you guys do is because I said I've done it a couple times. Not even close to the level that you guys did do it, but my experience doing this was in Spokane. Me and Jesse, landlord, our partner, and um, these guys from Seattle, 
found a score out in Spokane, which is like in the middle of nowhere, west right. west Washington, right? So it's like eight hour drive from Seattle or something. So we drove out there to do this dig, spent a night. It was a sports store. We got a ton of stuff from him. But then as we were driving back, I was like, yo, there's just so many abandoned houses, these farmhouses. Yeah. And obviously the reason there's all these abandoned farmhouses is because like the way big industrial farms now just buy up everything, right? And then there's no need for all these people yeah. to live in these houses. Yeah. Um, so we fucking hit it, man. And we like went into this first house you know, it's kind of nerve-wracking because you're like, is is there somebody here? Like, is there somebody in the back shed that I don't know about? It's going to come out with a gun or something, but... Right. Yeah. Um, then we went in the house. The stairs are falling down. You think you're going to, like, fall through to the basement or something. But we ended up finding clothes, and it was, like, the wildest experience. Like, I, I remember finding um, some, like, 1950s salvage penny jeans, um, yeah. some old shirts, and... Then we went to the feed barn on this one property, and we kind of scored, man. It was like grommet zipper, sweater, old denim pieces, old work shirts. Mind you, it was like totally fucked, but... Um, yeah, sometimes, yeah, mostly it is, but... Yeah. I feel like that's what, like, they'll take... It's just crazy because they always leave the clothes behind. Nobody thought that clothes were going to be worth money or that they are worth money. Yeah, so like they'll take so all the valuables, you know, when they move, but then they just leave the clothes behind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's insane, and that was like my that was my experience, and it made me so stoked, and I wanted to do more of it. So now, like here and there, I'll I'll stop, and if I see something, but I mean, where we live, there just isn't that because we live in the mountains, right? There's not like there's no farmland, right? Because basically, what you guys are hitting are farmhouses, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot easier to find than the farmland. Yeah, I mean that's what we're doing. We're in houses, you know, farmhouses. So yeah, get into it. Like, how was how did this come about? Have you guys always been picking houses, or was this a newer adventure thing? But Ricky kind of started this. He went, I didn't start it, but just just in you know, in I know. my eyes, yeah. <laughs> Ricky went up to his cabin one time for like a week and started posting. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, they started posting thirty stuff, like you know, chin straps and buckle back. Pants. Well, I do. I, I was, <laughs> so I was up north, met this chick at the bar. And she's all like, good stories. Take, all good stories start like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> met this chick at the bar, and she's like, "I'm going to take you out tomorrow on an adventure or whatever." And so she picked me up the next day and like drives me out. I was up at my mom's cabin. She drove me back to like these back roads and shit. And I, we go by this house, and I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, there was gas pumps and old cars, and, you know, it was overgrown, and it just obviously was abandoned. And so the next day, I go on my own, and I go over there, and this is the first time I've ever done this. I was just like, you know, the, the house is wide open, doors are wide open, dude. I mean, I found dead stock chin strap shirts, buckle back jeans in the attic, just, you know, camp blanket, just everything that... I Whoa. looked for it was just in this fucking house. It was insane. That's crazy. And I killed it. I killed it, dude. And so you basically <laughs> walked then, in there and pulled out like thousands of dollars worth of gear for free. Like ten G's, dude. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. And then so I was stuck I didn't have a ride home, so I called my buddy Nick at Bearded Mermaid and we go back and found even more stuff. That is so, so sick. I mean, 
So then I was hooked from that. So Ricky's hooked, and we we always kind of went out picking together anyway. But so we go out, we just start driving, and you know we're passing abandoned houses, and he's telling me stop, and I'm just I'm like terrified. <laughs> you know, I'm like I'm just I'm like a suburban kid, you know. I don't I don't do this. <laughs> so so we you know I, I think the first one I parked like two blocks away and we walked in and I'm just like crapping my pants <laughs> but I always have a little bit of liquid courage good call but, you know it, you know the adrenaline rush was just insane because we, we were finding stuff in this house and uh, and then we just started doing it again and again and it just it started to get easier for me yeah i still get nervous me yeah well the nerves the nerves play into the adrenaline rush right so it's part of the fun yeah so yo when was that first house what year was that like how long ago that wasn't that long ago yeah. i would say it was like a year and a half no no it was three it was like three years ago i think that house that first hit Okay. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. No, so, like, no, in the I, grand yeah. scheme, in the grand scheme of your picking life, like, that's super new. Oh right. Yeah. I didn't think there was anything left. You know, I've heard stories from you know, all the old guys. They're like, oh yeah, we used to go in barns and find all kinds of shit. You know, this was in the eighties and nineties, and I think I started in the late nineties. So, and you know, now it's fucking. I'm like, there's nothing left. Like everybody's been through all these places. <laughs> So when I went in there, dude, it was just, it was, you know, grommet zipper jackets, just crazy shit. Just, I fucking came out of there with, I filled up my mom's Suburban, dude. It was, it was insane. That is so epic, dude. And so, like, I remember so following you. I don't know where I first saw you, Ricky, but it would have been maybe on eBay. Is your eBay account called Ricky? Ricky Casey, it's the same as my Instagram. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure yeah. I followed you on, on eBay, like, way back then. Like, you're super OG, man. So you've, you've been doing yeah. this full-time for, like, 20 years. Almost 20 years, yeah. Nice. I mean, at first, when I first started, I wasn't full-time until I really figured out, like, okay, if I really hustle at this, I can not have to work these shitty jobs that I work. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> actually, like, all my shitty jobs are getting in the way of me doing this, because I'm like... You know, at the thrifts or garage sales or whatever, and then I gotta go to work at noon. And I'm like, fuck, I could make more money just doing this all day instead of going fucking delivering sandwiches for Jimmy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I drove pizzas for Domino's for a while. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I worked shitty jobs until I was lucky to figure this shit out. Cause and you I mean, were almost in it, like, those early days were kind of glory days, eh? Like, high prices on a lot of things and not a lot of competition. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I feel like an old man, because I'm always like, whenever I'm with Kurt or my girlfriend, I'm like, oh, you know, pass the thrift store. I was like, oh, I used to, I used to be the best thrift store. <laughs> I used yeah. to push up there back in the old days. Back in my day. Yeah, we had to walk, we had to walk 10 miles in the snow to the thrift store. Yeah, no kidding. So, like, 
let's hear um let's hear like some of the better houses or like interesting crazy things you've found well so you can tell so probably our best house together i it was early on when we started doing this and i went i went to it alone and i walked in you could kind of tell there was there was clothes everywhere and i was finding 40 denim and but they, uh, the stairs were rotted and fallen down. And, and I've always kind of called Ricky my little monkey. Nice. <laughs> like, as you know, I can, I can hoist him up onto the second floor. And he'll crawl through any window. Yeah, I'm a lot more agile. Yeah. <laughs> and so I took him back. We were going to go on a picking trip. I, I want to go to this house first. And, uh, and so I took him there, and we had a ladder. And, uh, and I set the ladder up, and he got up there. The, the upstairs was just insane. Oh my god! <laughs> it was just boxes of overalls, boxes of chambray, big yank, big pocket, little pocket. Like I mean, it was all worn, but it was just—it was the amount of stuff. It was just—it was overwhelming. I'm just, and this house is falling down. It. <laughs> and it was—I mean, we probably left there with five garbage bags full of just overalls and chambray. Wow. I mean, I'd say, I'd say at least. At least sixty pairs of overalls, yeah, and at least that many chambres, and then just a whole bunch of other random stuff like some some navy denim jeans. We found one jack for sale. <laughs> yeah, one jack for sale. That's cool. It's a wall hanger, man. That's like a put on your mantle shoe. Right? Yeah, we've we've got a box of those now. <laughs> <laughs> Not a one-legged man out there. True. Uh, That sounds insane. You know, it's funny. Like, you look at what what the state of the vintage game now, and most people that are interested in vintage or getting into vintage, like, don't even have the appreciation for this kind of stuff. Like, you guys do or, you know, I also do because I've been doing it for so long, and this is, like, the stuff that is more interesting to me, you know, than just just T-shirts. Sure. And, like, how do you well, I mean, find... I feel like... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, I do this because, I know it sounds corny and cliche, but, like, I have a passion for what I do. Like, I love finding this shit. I get excited about it. Like, I remember when I found my first uh, number Levi's number one jacket. I found it at Savers. It was $7.99, dude. And I was, like, having a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> I was shaking this shit. I was so excited. <laughs> Yeah, it's so rad, dude. Like that that feeling like you're talking about the it's like the picker's high, right? The adrenaline. Yeah. You don't really get the same feel. I mean, I guess you do from like certain sports or like, you know, it, it, I liken it to like landing a, a trick on my skateboard or something. Like if you've been working so hard right. to land a trick on your skateboard, you finally do. You're so yeah. stoked. And it's like same thing. You're picking, you're picking, you're picking and then you finally find something sick. It's yeah. it's yeah. the best feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I uh, compare it to, I used to do graffiti, and that shit used to give me a adrenaline rush. For sure, and yeah. That, that, when I stopped doing that, this was like the closest thing. It was basically, you know, the same feeling, but obviously a different way of getting it, but... Totally, but it's and, like, you don't get you, you don't get that from a lot of jobs. <laughs> What's that? You don't get that from a lot of jobs. Like we're lucky to have that, and I think that's the allure oh, of yeah. vin- of vintage in the beginning. You know. Yep. Yep. No, it's fun. It's, it's a crazy way to make a living. It's, it's especially now that we do the houses. 
<laughs> That's why you're on the show, because this is fucking epic, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, so, like, I've heard of, I've heard of, uh, I mean, you guys, to me, are the most consistent I've ever seen, lately anyway, and, like, actually doing it all the time. Obviously, Brit. <laughs> did you ever watch Brit's show? Oh, yeah. Gold, yeah. like, what was it called? Ghost Town Gold? Ghost Town Gold, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he, I, I ran into him an inspiration. He, and he, he looked at me and he goes, you guys are fucking crazy. Really? <laughs> how are we crazy? That's fucking awesome that he that he knew oh, that. Yeah. Brit's show, yeah, I watched it. I watched a few episodes. I don't think we get it in Canada, so I had to watch it when I was in the states. But um, yeah. very overly scripted. He'll tell you that too. He was like, "Oh yeah, it was." Yeah, he was just bitching yeah. about it, saying that like the producers were tough to deal with and it was hard to work with and everything. But um, right, and they they want you to be over the top. Exactly, you know, and they probably planted half of the gear. You know, it's not really authentic, right? Um, but yeah. I mean, I love oh, Britt. Britt's a great guy. Don't get me wrong. Like, shout out Britt. No, shout out Britt, and he does it on. He does it for real too. Like he, he, you know, that's just the show. But there's times when he's out there really doing that, and like I know he's gotten I mean, stuff he, from mines and everything. Wait, he's going through mines. Like I'm going through houses. Like, and you calling me crazy? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. And I, yeah. No, I love Britt. Like, he's always been super nice to me whenever I meet him. Like, I don't have a problem. I just thought it was funny that he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, there's way more chances of a mine collapsing and you getting trapped underground than any issues right. in a house. Exactly. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> no, but, uh, so what about weird things you found in houses? What about, like, cra- like dead animals and friggin'... I don't know. You've oh, ever found, like other other oh. than clothes too. Have you found like weird trinkets or really interesting antiques or? Well, we just found uh, what early nineteen hundreds like what was that display case? Oh yeah, oh yeah, like a, like a uh, nickel plated display case. Cool. <laughs> that was the old general store. It was the only cool thing in this house, and I swear to God there were 40 dead animals surrounding it. <laughs> it's like greasy carcasses of animals that were like slipping and sliding on trying to get this thing out a window. Oh, so we're talking like, <laughs> we're talking like fresh dead. It was guys need to like get get together with like an animal behaviorist you're like giving you're giving vital insight into the behavior of a raccoon right now right we can make money on the side <laughs> <laughs> i gotta tell i gotta tell this story really quick so uh we, we were in i think uh south dakota the turkey vulture oh yeah so we go into this house and it's 
you know, we've been going all day and it was just not finding anything. We finally find one, and it's early shit, like 20s, 30s stuff. But, you know, it's on the floor, so it's kind of fucked up or whatever. And you can tell going into the house, it was two stories, but we could not find a stairwell. And finally, I just look up and there's an open, you know, where the stairwell was. Somebody took the stairs out and just literally put the stairwell upstairs. <laughs> so, like, nobody could go up there kind of thing. So wow. I go up there. There's a, I, I go get the ladder out of the truck. <laughs> and I set it up. And, and Ricky's the monkey. So, so he goes up the ladder. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he crawls up the stairs and gets up there. And I'm, I'm downstairs. I don't know what's going and on. Fucking Batman was up there. <laughs> yeah, a turkey vulture just starts going crazy. And I think, I'm downstairs thinking, they're like the size, they're almost the size of the eagle. They're just big wow. <laughs> And I'm like, ah! But I'm downstairs thinking Ricky's in a fist fight with a raccoon or something. I'm just like, I'm downstairs going, Ricky, what's happening? Ricky! And I'm, I'm thinking he's going to jump down the down the hole. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's covering for himself right now. <laughs> no, he fucking ran out. I left me hanging. <laughs> I ran away. <laughs> Holy left me hanging. like get the hell out of my house man yeah pretty much <laughs> that's crazy uh, stories about people pulling denim out of chimneys man oh do, yeah do you guys check the chimneys i've actually i haven't checked chimneys i checked like for insulation you know a lot of times they would shove clothing into the wall yeah so you've ripped so, open like, walls no just like if the wall's kind of fucked up i'll look in there but like i'm not trying to yeah we don't want we to don't, get like, there with like pound a down all bad. we don't pound <laughs> down the place but. yeah <laughs> I mean, say if it was old enough, like, and we found a bunch of shit in the house, yeah, then I might take the time to break a wall and see what's Yeah, happens. because to realistically, like, for someone to use clothes as insulation, we're talking, like, 20s, 30s house or older, right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, my grandma insulated her house with all stifle jackets. <laughs> <laughs> There's retirement. I would. I would. <laughs> so have you ever been run up on by by like somebody for trespassing yep why so let's twice. hear this we're, we're, we're pretty we're pretty cautious if it if it says no trespassing or if the house is locked or it's pretty obvious they don't want you there we, we don't go in but um 
it was, it was when we were going to L.A., we rented a brand new Suburban. You know, normally we're, we're driving around in my crappy GMC truck that just looks abandoned. And it, yeah, it fits <laughs> right in. <laughs> yeah, it looks nice. like it's been there for 30 years. <laughs> but on the way to L.A., we, we rented a brand new Suburban, and it was white, so it stuck out. <laughs> and, uh, and twice. Those were the only two times we got, we got you know, one in Colorado. One in Nebraska, one in Colorado, yeah. Yeah, but it was fine. Like the guy was like, uh, "I watched this property for my buddy, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't want you fucking around over here." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, we're just taking pictures for my Instagram page. Like I'm, you know, I'm kind of a photographer. That's like always my cover." Nice. And the house was wide open. There wasn't shit in there. Like, and he knew. He said, "I don't want any shit in there, but I just don't think you should be over here." And then you know, and it all ended up friendly, and we bullshitted for a while, and we left. Yeah, this house, we, we had literally driven through a cornfield to get to this one, so that was a little bit awkward. But <laughs> Yeah, but the guy rolls up, and we're in Colorado, and he's in a camouflage Jeep, and I'm like, we're going to get a shot. <laughs> That's it. Tossed in the cornfield for the for the turkey vultures. <laughs> but, you know, our, we, we kind of have a routine. The first thing we do every time we come up on a house is take a picture of it. And, and I snap a few pictures when I'm inside, just in case somebody comes up, I can say, we're just taking pictures, and I can show them. And these houses are, like, people give us shit, too, sometimes. They're like, you guys are stealing and breaking into people's houses. I'm like, no, dude. Like, watch the YouTube videos. These houses are wide open, have been abandoned for years. Yeah. Nobody's coming to save this shit. <laughs> Seriously. You know, like, the shit is going to... It's rotting away, and we're saving it, and you know, fucking, we make a living. Yeah, we support our family. Yeah, no, man. I mean, I don't, I don't feel anyways about that. If that's this stuff sitting there, and half the time the properties, like we were talking about before, are probably owned by like Monsanto or some fucked up thing. A lot of them, a lot of these uh, farm fields are owned by foreign companies. They just they buy them up and put up and so there's like 10 properties all right around each other and that's all they buy them for so they can put windmills up yeah because most people if they don't want you in your, their property put up a gate and we're not trying like we don't go over gates okay yeah yeah i mean i honestly out here i haven't found many that are wide open every time i go get to a spot it seems to be locked so i don't even have ways about breaking in boys i'll break in if it seems abandoned yeah. Just putting that out well, there. You know, I won't. I won't say we haven't ever done that. Now I'm just a little more cautious. Like yeah. You, can, you just, you know, if you do this, you you have a feeling about it when you pull up on a property. Like you just get a feeling. You're like, eh, we shouldn't fuck with this one. Yeah. You know. And you know, we, we also drive out, and then we find the one that's good, and then we find it there. We also we travel with money, and we have flyers. And so, if there is one that's lost, usually it's the house right down the street that owns it. And um, you know, so we'll just we'll we'll go give them a flyer. And sometimes that pans out, and most of the time it doesn't. <laughs> that's crazy. So like, so you guys run it like American Pickers, where you'll go up to the door and say, "Hey, we're here. I'm interested in some stuff. This is what I buy." Sometimes, yeah. That's like, I would say 10% of the time we'll actually hand out fires, but usually we're just finding abandoned houses. 
And so, like, when you've done the fl- how has it ever worked? The Flyers? Yeah, it works for him. Well, of course, the one time I don't go with him, he fucking finds like a banger house. I'm like, it's just because he's a nicer guy, Ricky. He's more he's more approachable. Well, I, Ricky's never the one going to the top. Yeah, it's in the car. I'm, I'm the, you do that shit. I don't want to talk to people. So, no, yeah, so. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the one time, like, I've never missed out on, like, a picking trip with Kurt. Like, I always go, but there's one time I just couldn't go, and he's all pissed at me. <laughs> and then he ends up, you know, actually, it was kind of a good thing for him. Just went into a total different area. If I would have got up and went with him, he decided to go to a different place and, like, knock on the door and get, like, collar sweaters he like killed it <laughs> so rad I was bitter yeah Ricky was a little bitter but had I woken up we wouldn't even have been in that situation yeah, yeah. so I mean, that had, brings me to my next thing how does it work when you guys are out picking on the road together and you find stuff do you just split it down the middle yeah we just well I typically clean it and then we sell it from either my warehouse or, or my house. Yeah, the thing, yeah, after it's sold, we split the money. Yeah. Nice. But I'm the one always going in the houses solo. <laughs> so, he just hoists you up to the window. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. if I can't get in, Ricky's in there solo. Or, or sometimes if there's not a place to like hide the truck, then I park down the street and we've, we've got walkie talkies we talk to each other on. nice <laughs> you guys are prepared so so Kurt is this your full time gig too do you, is that selling clothes for you or do you have another another job yeah I do this full time I, mm. I used to I used to own restaurants but this is uh, this is my full time gig now it's no. uh, a lot easier than managing 16 year old kids at a sandwich shop <laughs> yeah fair enough man I manage enough uh, enough teenagers. I know. I know what it's like. Seriously, yeah, it's, not, it's not always fun. So, how, what, what would you guys say is the percentage of stuff you're pulling out of these houses compared to like other sources of vintage for you? This is literally the only the only way I'm getting vintage for the most part. Like probably ninety five percent of the stuff I get is out of abandoned houses. Yeah, I would say me, I'm about 80, 90. I, I have the bins every now and then. And That's crazy. I thought this was just like a fun side thing, like while you're still getting stuff from other places. No, uh, it's like well, the main shit, dude. We, we go out. That doesn't mean that money. Yeah, <laughs> we're not loaded. <laughs> <but> <laughs> not always, anyway. But um, no, I mean, we go out once a week and we can typically fill up you know three or four 55 gallon garbage bags full of stuff and then yeah, yeah and I mean if, and if it's all 40s 50s 30s whatever it's all good money right yeah, yeah I mean we go on trips where it totally sucks yeah I mean, not every trip is great but of course I would say like most of the trips are worth going and then there's the ones where you just you hit a house and you're like, fuck it, let's go home, dude. We just killed it. <laughs> but I'd, I'd say there's probably only 
one, maybe two times that we didn't at least get enough stuff to cover our gas and make it worth going. Um, you know, but we don't always, we don't always kill it. Yeah. So uh, what about like, like nineties and stuff? Do you ever come on a house where you're like, this has been abandoned more recently and you're just finding like cool t-shirts yeah. and more pop culture stuff? Yeah. Okay. Not a lot. But, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, I just, we went to one house where there was, like, I got a, you know, a 90s Circle Bain tee. Nice. Oh, just recently, we got a bunch of concert tees. They were all well, nice. Yeah, just got some 90s, like, 1990s concert tees. Um, That's so rad. Yeah. Did, did the bedroom have, like, posters of Kurt on the wall? That one, I don't think so. It was, it was packed full of shit. Like, I was climbing on mountains with, like, bags of whatever clothes, junk, or toys. But, you know, no, we go into places where it's just crazy. Yeah, there's like, I mean, there's, there's just, yeah. yeah, there's like the, we've gone into a lot of like metal houses. Like, I just call them metal houses where there's like rock posters and there's like, seriously, five hundred beer cans. <laughs> 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 we went, yeah, it's, I don't know. Obviously, it's like, with those houses you go into where it's just like seriously it's like five to a thousand bottles it's, it's sometimes it's booze bottles or beer and sometimes it's like mango fucking bottles like <laughs> it's just like most of these houses were hoarder houses and then obviously they lost their shit and went crazy or whatever and ended up with, like in a home or whatever yeah or just died or just died yeah and, you know. yeah that's wild yeah We've been in a few houses where it's pretty obvious that somebody just died and the family just left the house. Yeah, and I'm waiting on walking towards, oh, there's a dead body. I'm like, if we keep doing this, that's going to happen eventually. Dude, you never know, because it could be like a squatter that lived there and they just passed away and nobody even cared. Right. You know what Ricky does? Every house, he opens the refrigerator, expecting to find a dead body in there. Or a, or a beer, or just a full beer they left, right? Come on. Let's be honest. We do find a lot of booze. I, I, I am a drunk, but I, I draw the line. I'm not drinking some old ass shit out of a band and out. The last time he did that, though, there was like cheese and oh, sour cream in there. Don't bring it up. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> Dude, a stagnant fridge, like a mildewed out fridge, is probably the worst smell in the entire oh, world. Dude, I. Oh my god. It was the worst. Like, just thinking about it, I can't. I'm like, I'm like, in the oh, jeez. It's toast shit. It's an asshole. So, you say you got a warehouse, eh, Kurt? Yeah, I, I've got a Is that how most of you got most of the sales happen? Is like through appointments coming into your space? Yeah, 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 right. definitely. Yeah, it's, you know, people people think of you know they find it fun to dig through the dirty clothes. They they feel like they're that was they're in the abandoned house. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. When we were doing the inspiration, it was 
you know, clean, but pretty much dirty clothes. Our inspiration, it was basically a pile of shit. On the floor. <laughs> I feel like that's when we did, um, like, the most of our sales. <laughs> yeah. Once we hung it up, people weren't interested. So, yeah, well, I know, because, like, when you see the pile... It makes you think that you're going to get a deal, and then you put the energy into dig, and then you find something sick, and then you can't let it up at, even after you find out it's not a deal. Right. Yep. So, works and well. I was given some deals. <laughs> On accident. <laughs> we, were, I was, we were doing mid-prices in, yeah. uh, in L.A. That, like, hey, no, not 630 <laughs> I think this is like crazy fascinating that you guys are getting all your clothes out of houses, man. Do you know anybody else doing this? Well, you know, there's a lot of people now that we do it and we fucked up and advertised it. And now, <laughs> now as uh, my buddy said, you started a fire you can't put out. There's a lot of people doing it now and they wouldn't be if we, if we were just secretive about it. But there's like not a lot of fun in keeping it a secret. Yeah, uh, half the fun is engaging with customers on Instagram and and just people's reactions to what we're doing and and uh, I mean people people love what we do. I think they love it mostly because we're just we're we're dorks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean it is, I, and I think that there's a lot of people out there with that attitude, like you shouldn't have posted what you do or whatever, but. I don't know, man. There's so, there's a lot of land out there in middle America to cover, you know? There's right. thousands yeah. and thousands of yeah. houses. You're never going to get it all. It's like, you no. know, obviously to a, to a degree, you don't want the competition, like, coming into your turf. But, you know, that's like I've been putting out a lot of information on stuff, and p- some people are hating on it. But I'm like, if a kid in yeah, Florida finds something cool. because I taught him, <laughs> I'm not going to be at that thrift store in Florida. You know what I mean? Kind of got it locked down to where you can share information. It's not going to affect you because you already you got your spot. You're getting stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, but nothing lasts forever, and like there's still competition in our spots. It's not like I own anything. Like I still have contracts with people, but you know, competition does affect us. Like when we feel the pressure, yeah. a lot of people coming into Canada trying to buy. You know. Yeah, you know, I've always said there are enough abandoned places in the Midwest to keep a bunch of us going for a while. But the the problem recently is, you know, we we like to we like to post fun pictures. We like to post pictures of like cool signs we see and whatever, and and uh, and people start going to the same area you're in. <laughs> you know, and so we've had to we've had to kind of meaning people. Yeah, well, person. You know. <laughs> but um, you know, so it, it, it sucks because I love sharing that with people, and I love sharing as much as we can about about what we're doing and how much fun we're having. But we've had to kind of scale back, and that's why I stopped. I stopped doing so many YouTube videos because I just. It, it kind of took the fun out of it a little bit. I love talking to people. I love giving people tips. But if somebody's in the same area as you, that's that's rough. Yeah. So that's just, it's the nature of the game. And you just have to be better. Yeah. It's true. You know, I think, like, for, you know, there's a level to share. And then there's, there's obviously, like, a level to not share. It's, like, only share certain things and keep certain things secret, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'm just so nice. I probably overshare most of the time with people that I shouldn't. But 
you know, whatever. Yeah, totally. It's good karma. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Yep. You'll keep finding yep. yours. You'll keep finding yours. And so we're yo, not, we're uh, obviously not suffering because we we keep doing it. So we're. Uh, yeah, and to be <laughs> honest, like there's there's sure there's going to be a, a few people that are interested, but there's also like the new generation of people who are getting into vintage, are probably not interested in the slightest in doing this. You know what I mean? Like they find it like they find it like uh, a novelty, but like they're not going to be, they're not even interested in that in that grade of clothing like you guys are. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I'm definitely starting to feel old. Same, dude. I, <laughs> I mean, call, I mean, I'm I like. What's up? We're old heads. That's what they call it, right? We, yeah, I love that video that that, that you posted about uh, pet peeves. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Stuck. I'm like everything he's saying right now. <laughs> My girlfriend's just like, he's I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I agree with pretty much. 95% of what he's <laughs> Yeah, I just had to, like, I had to say what people were thinking, you know? <laughs> but it's all, like, we all have those For sure. Especially, and you get older. And, because I'm sure, you know, when I first got into this, all these old guys were like, who's this fucking asshole? <laughs> you know? And now I'm kind of the same way, but I try not to be funny because when I first got into it, all the old timers around here were kind of dicks to me. They're like, you don't know what you're doing, like, uh, Bob, I've been doing this for. I spilled vintage on my shirt that you ever drank. Yeah. <laughs> <Shit> like that. <laughs> so now I try. You know, there's so many new kids doing this, and good for them. And sometimes it bugs me, but I just have to think back. Like I hated it when these guys were dicks. So like I just try to be cool with everybody. And just, yeah. No. You know, it's. I think. Uh, <laughs> it is, it is different, man. Like nobody would share information or anything back in those days. You oh, really no. had you had to do your own work, man. Like there was, n- and nobody picked together. Like nobody, sh- oh, I don't no. know. It was such a secretive business, man. Yeah, I remember the story about the vintage. You remember the vintage denim book by David Little? I think his name was. Uh, was it like it a was tiny like a, little handbook thing, or was it a big book? No, it was like a it was like a soft cover book that showed. It came out in like I think the 80s, the 90s. But people were stealing it from the library to keep people from getting information about. That's crazy. I mean, there's the one. There's like the one mentality. It's like, okay, if if nobody knows what the old stuff is or how to identify it, then there's gonna be nobody who's gonna want it in the first place. You know what I mean? So it's like it doesn't really work. It's like we if the more people that know about it, it also there's more people that are gonna wanna look for it, but there's also the, then it creates way more buyers for it. Right. So it kinda goes both ways. But that's crazy yeah. that people were like hoarding the book. I sh- I need to get that book. I don't think I have it. Yeah, it, at the time I found it, it was uh super I mean it was like used copies on eBay were like one fifty to two hundred. I mean, this was like early 2000s, I think, when I tried to get it. Yeah. And luckily, you know, I heard so hard for it. I found somebody, you know, how people fuck up, they don't know what they have, and I got it for like 20 bucks. Nice. And I've had it, I mean, and now you don't need that book, but back then, I did. There wasn't that information well, that's there. the thing. Like that would have probably been one of the first books, and there was no information anywhere. There was no internet to search it on. No, now there's no ten internet. books on Levi's, right? Yeah. Now you, yeah. Now you can find out anything. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I collect, I mean, I have all the books. Every vintage book I've ever found I bought just because I love, like, you know, it's great resources to have. Yeah, I, I've got a big book collection as well. I'm pretty jealous of Ricky's book collection. <laughs> <laughs> I got, and the thing, I've never sold a book. Like, even when I've been broke as fuck and I need money, I'm like, I can't get rid of this shit. Yeah. Like, I got the, I got the King of Vintage books. <laughs> I got all the Vintage books. And then I got the random sneaker books. So. But even, even with the internet, there's better information in those books than you'd ever find online. Yeah, well, it's hard to sift through the crap when you do searches, right? Too much junk comes up. Yeah, I know. So much of it that says vintage is not vintage. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever been to Japan? No. No. Not yet. You got to get over there. You got to take a big, huge bag of dirty clothes and head over there. Is that who's buying from yeah, you no, guys at your warehouse now? Like, have you guys been getting Japanese clients in? Crazy. A lot of them want nice stuff, and we just don't really find much of that in houses. <laughs> yeah. so they're looking through piles of dirty denim, and they're, they're just like disappointed. Too many people looking for nineties now, like all these young kids. That, that's what they're all like. I, I used to find the polo shit back in the day when nobody was looking for it. You know, I've had pretty much every good piece of polo. I would yeah. say every, but you know, I used I had. Wild man, and it, yeah, you're right. All yeah. the Japanese are looking for it. Some of our customers that come to see us in Cali have switched from like all true vintage to like fifty percent nineties. Yeah, wild. Um, but I mean, for us, we still find quite a bit from where we're picking, so it's good for sure. I mean, we don't find as much old stuff anymore, really. Like we'll get like one piece a month or a couple good pieces a month, if anything. Well, you guys are posing shit all the time. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. We find stuff. We get. We get ours. <laughs> Definitely not like it used to be. So yo, I so since you guys deal in like all kind of, you know, older stuff like mostly pre fifties, right? How do you yeah. how have you found like the fluctuations in the market in the last couple of years on that stuff? Well, I feel like it's kind of gone down for certain things. So what things do you think have gone down? What's that? What items have like gone down? Like carpenter, just like, like a pair of 50s, like carpenter denim jeans. Like I feel like those were worth more a few years ago. Now people are like, eh. And there's some stuff where I think like, all right, I got some good shit for this guy, and then it'll be old stuff that I used to sell to him a year ago, and then he comes and he doesn't even give it a second look. But then he buys something completely different. Yeah, that I true. Wouldn't expect to buy. But I don't know. 
it's kind of wild, man, how things like fluctuate, you know, like leather, like you can't like, like leather. It's hard to sell any good leather for good money unless it's like a thirties or like a twenties, like something really interesting. Um, you know, like Brown's beach, they say is down. I don't know, like certain, and then denim's like, you know, denim's holding pretty strong, I, I think. But again, like, I don't I need, I, like, go ahead. I feel like with Instagram, people are just kind of over certain things. You know, like, stifled. <laughs> I feel like everyone has stifled now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or brown beach jackets. Everyone's posted a brown beach jacket. I'm just like, yeah, I, I think I care. five or six of those a day. I don't care about your brown beach jacket anymore. Okay. <laughs> it's getting grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could be it, man. If you see something, just like you said, like anybody can sell that shit. Yeah, totally. It sells itself. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, I love Brown Beach jackets. It's best. And yeah, I want to find them. But I'm kind of over it. Like, it's, it's for cool, fine. But like, I want to find something crazy that nobody has seen. For yeah, for you guys, a Browns Beach is like an everyday thing going through friggin' barns and houses. Like that's like the staple of American Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think that stuff is super cool if somebody's out somewhere and finds it, <laughs> right? But if somebody's just like on eBay buying that and posting awesome stuff that they got on eBay, I'm just like okay, that takes it yeah. awesome. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't get their hands dirty. They didn't get that adrenaline rush. Yeah, yeah. That, that takes the, like, good for you if you have the money to buy whatever you want. But yeah, I feel like some people pose on Instagram like they found it on, in the wild, but you know they bought that for retail on eBay. Like, where's the fun in that? Totally, man. Like that energy, the energy of the. The hunt and the energy of the find is like passed into the garment. It makes it that much cooler. You can pick it up. Yep. It's like those. Th- there was all that talk about kids at the bins in LA bringing goods into the bin to take pictures in the bins oh, so they could flex. <laughs> yeah. Come on. That's a real thing. Why would you want to post a picture in, in a fucking shitty bin anyways? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that whole mentality. So That's weird, man. I so, mean, I, I, I guess work into it. It's probably the same same type of thing as us taking a picture of something by an abandoned house. But, it's like, but, but we're on the road and we're finding it on the road. We're not like <laughs> buying shit in an estate zone and then taking it and putting it in the dirt and rubbing some dirt on it and making like, yeah exactly you actually did the hide fuck no the the house is the coolest thing man keep posting pictures by houses keep posting pictures in the cornfield so i'm i want to come out and do do a do a trip one time you're always welcome Dude, that'd be so fun. We gotta like, wait till Kirk gets a new truck, though. Yeah, we need another season of truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People ask dude, all the time, like, can we come? Like, dude, it's a two-seater truck. Like, you want to ride? Yeah, I wonder I why it's a two-seater truck. It's never gonna be anything else but a two-seater truck. <laughs> <laughs> so, yo, I had uh, another score that that well, actually, wasn't me. A good friend, like my best friend, found in Canada. He was up at a fishing resort. 
on the northern coast of BC where you had to fly a float plane in. And basically, like, there's there's these fishing resorts, salmon fishing resorts, all up the coast. Like, people come in from everywhere to, to fish, right? And they're just up there in the summer, and there's a native community up there. And they had one store. It's like one kind of, uh, what do you call it, like a general store where they sold everything, right? And I think the store was yeah. even floating. It was like a store on the dock. <laughs> wow. Um, cool. Yeah, so he was in there, and he's like, he's like, calling me from their like satellite phone or whatever this was a lot of years ago and he's like yo they have like all this crazy dead stock levi's and all this shit in this store yeah i was like yeah i was like what the fuck i guess because this store it's like it's so remote that they would bring stuff in and they're never going to get rid of anything if it didn't sell so it just went into like a cupboard or something right yeah so he brought me down from this trip at the end of the summer like i think two pairs of dead stock biggies but they weren't hella old they were like 70 or like maybe late 60s and then a bunch yeah. of dead stock biggie western shirts um super rad but then it got so yeah i remember i sold those to larry back in the day when like we were seeing larry probably every month at the bowl and um yeah. a super good larry store pay my mortgage pretty much every other month <laughs> yeah right I know, it went from, like, Larry, like, coming, always buying one or two pieces for sure, to, like, mm-hmm. to like you were just, you'd think you'd have something for him, you're like, Larry's gonna love this, and then he would, yeah, like you said, you wouldn't even look at it, you'd be like, what? Yeah. Like, the level yeah. of pickiness went up so much. Yeah. Um, I remember Larry came into my store once, he's like, you have any, well, he actually was in Minneapolis when I had a vintage shop, <laughs> and I love Larry, Super down to this guy. Yeah, great guy. And, he, and, and I was actually like intimidated by this guy. I'm like, holy shit, like this dude's legit, blah, blah, blah. You know, so like when he came into my store, he's like, do you have anything for me? And I'm like, well, no, I don't have any 20 denim. I'm like, we can look around <laughs> the shop. He's like, yeah, I don't shop racks. <laughs> he actually said that. <laughs> he did. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, like I we used to, we used to pull the things that we thought he'd want, but then after like three or four months go by, where like you pull the stuff you thought he wanted, and then he doesn't. He's like, nah. Then you're like, I just don't know what you want, Larry. I can't. I can't figure this grade out anymore. Yeah, it's too hard. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, but anyway, so back to the story for a sec. I was my oh, yeah. my plan. So yeah, he he found this stuff up there, and then I was thinking, I'm like, there's got to be more outposts like this up north BC because basically from you know, like Vancouver all the way to Alaska. It's like pretty remote country. There's not a lot of people up there, right? Yeah. I was like, I should charter a boat and just sail up the coast of BC, stopping at every little like remote outpost in town. Yeah. Find friggin' dead stock, find crazy abandoned places, and then find weird surf breaks that no one's ever surfed and surf them. I had this whole plan, man. It was going to be epic, so... Maybe one day. Sounds like an amazing trip. <laughs> yeah. Just me and the boys on a boat. Not a care in the world. Did you do it? No, I never did it. This is just my plan, man. I still got to do it. You got to do it, man. That sounds amazing. Yeah. This is like this is like know. early retirement plan. I'm just going to charter the boat up north to Alaska. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got my plan. The place I want to go. Where's that? Secret? I'm trying to get clear. I don't want to tell anybody. <laughs> what? I don't even know what you're talking about. See, it's it is. Like it's a, a super secret if you don't know. It's not super secret. It's 
it's my hometown. Uh, I'm from Edson, Michigan, and I just know the certain spot. I've been through there, but like, I was on like a family vacation, so like I really didn't have a lot of time to fuck around. Yeah. You know? And I've always wanted to go back to town, like these certain like. I found a group, like we were just driving through this town, and it said these clothing. You know, it was a grocery store slash clothing place. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, I gotta stop there. <laughs> and I go in, and it's fucking just dead stock clothes from anywhere. I mean, there wasn't a lot of really old stuff, but it was like 60s. I found a pair of 40s, like, dead stock horse boots. They were a small size, but they were like 10 bucks. And the place was full of shit. Sick. And, and there's more, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to go back up in that area and just... So when you guys when you guys do this, like you hit a day a week, like how how far are you driving? Uh, it depends. Usually, if if uh, if we go more than five hours away from where we live, then then we make it a two or a three day trip. Yeah, and then Kurt and I got to snuggle in an old motel. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, man. You know, if we go into a, a different state, usually it's a two-day trip. Um, you know, but there's there's so much just right around us that we'll be we'll be going for years. <laughs> yeah, that's Let's so that is so cool, man. That is so sweet, and I I know it's like it's hard to comprehend how much there really is out there until you're driving every which direction, right? Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine that that many families were just willing to walk away from a house. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just, it's strange, kind of. I feel like old, like, certain towns just all of a sudden just basically went out of business. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, if, if a factory goes down you know? or something or the, the farm closes, like, no one's got work, everyone just leaves. Okay. And they also just tag up and find the next one. Or like the kids always move away. The kids move move away because they're like, I don't want to live in the middle of nowhere. I'm gonna move to the city. Right. And then the parents like <laughs> die, and the kids are like, fuck, cleaning the house out. Just mm-hmm. leave it. it. Just it's crazy. Um. Well, it's good for you guys though. I'll see that you wouldn't be uh, in business at this point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish I would have figured this shit out earlier. Like even say. Oh, Ten years ago, I mean, because a lot of times we roll up our places and we talk to people like, oh, we just burned all the clothes last week or <laughs> two years ago. Or my neighbor's house was full of clothes. We just burned that last year. Or got bulldozed. <laughs> the fact that, I'm, that we're still finding stuff that is still out there, like, I bet there was even more, you know, even when I started doing this, like, in the early 2000s or whatever. I can't imagine you, you what know, was out there in the, in the like what we're doing now. So much, man. I've I, rolled up to like... I probably own a big-ass house. <laughs> I've rolled uh, you know, I've done like some hoarder digs where like people have called me in, in Vancouver and they've said like we're cleaning out this house. This person's got to go to a home, come and buy stuff. And I'll get there and they've already thrown out about two two full dumpsters of stuff, Right. And I'm like, fuck, I know there was so much good stuff in there, but you're, what can you do? Because the people don't, they didn't call me early enough and they already hauled the dumpsters away and it's, they just don't get it. They're like, oh, this, this 
greasy pair of jeans in the garage that they used to wipe up the oil slicks, you know? Right. Worth, worth 10 grand. What's this weird silky jacket that says Alaska? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throw that out. <laughs> Toss you know, it away. We, we go into a lot of houses that we find a ton of clothes, but there's no denim there. And I think, I think people like 10 years ago or five years ago were going into these abandoned houses just taking the denim because that's all they knew during the like the Levi's cruise. Oh, that makes total <laughs> sense. That makes total sense. Yeah, I mean, half the houses we go into do were not the first ones through there. Yeah, imagine if the imagine clothes, the, ima- the this, that's so crazy to me that like imagine being able to be that picky, being like, I'm only going to go through this abandoned house and take just the Levi's <laughs> yeah, and leave yeah. all this other shit. Like that's insane. <laughs> I don't need those leaves. Stronghold? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Must have been nice. <laughs> Must have been nice. Yeah, those were the days. That's the days when dudes would drive around with the vans that said, we buy your Levi's and just go town to town. Yeah. Like the old pawn shops. Always like, anytime I go to South Dakota, it's so funny because they still got the signs in South Dakota, uh, South Dakota, all the pawn shops. They still have those signs? They still have those signs, uh, I mean, they're old signs. And yeah. They do, I, I mean, I found a pair of red lines probably, I don't know, six, seven years ago at, at one of those South Dakota phone tabs, and it was, they were like $22. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. There's like, see, there's so many ways to find clothes or get clothes out there, and like, it's, it's interesting to see all the different ways, you know, like friggin' estate sales, garage sales, Craigslist eBay, bins. Facebook <laughs> What's that? Facebook Marketplace. That's a score, man. That's an underrated score right there. And uh, dude, even when Etsy first came out, oh my god, I used to kill on there. <laughs> yeah, dude. I would just people would post shit. They didn't know what the fuck it was. Now though, now don't you think Etsy's so overtaxed now? Well, I don't fuck with Etsy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Man, every time I go on Etsy to try to find anything, I'm like, these guys are smoking crack with these prices. Like, through three times market value. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not going to say that I've never put some crazy, like, prices on shit. You know, but when you're consistently doing that with, like, shit that's obviously not worth that much. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That shit annoys me, man. Especially because they're just, like, they're fishing for it. They're like, I'm just going to fish for, like... The highest price here, and hopefully someone like, buys it and just bring it slowly down until I hit. But I don't know. Like, I don't know what this worth. This is worth, so I'm just gonna put a crazy price on it. Two grand. And I'm not gonna sell it. Hold on to it for the rest of yeah. my life. <laughs> and then everyone else will be like, "Well, look, look, I found one. There's one here on Etsy for five grand. This so mine's worth five grand." Yeah, You're like, "Yeah, right, buddy." That's when everything goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then garage sales. There's a pair of boots. I've yet to see that. I've yet to see that, thank God. Really? No, I haven't seen that, man, at a yard sale. I've seen that at least a hundred times. Wow. Yeah, it's like, well, then why are you having a yard sale? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I mean... I know what shit's worth, and I'll still won't sell that shit. You know, it's like, you're here, 
want you want to give me cash? Yeah, I know this is worth it. You want to give me eighty or seventy five? So yeah, <laughs> like take the money and run, dude. Move on to the next thing. Like you said, flip it, keep going. Flip it, keep what going. Hit the road and hit some houses. Yo, so let's talk about let's talk about inspiration for a sec. So you guys did inspiration last year, right? Both of you? Yeah, we were there together. Did I meet you then? Did I meet you at Inspiration, Kurt? We we talked. Well, I didn't. I didn't talk with you. Okay. I don't think I met you down there. I talked to you briefly. Yeah, we chatted briefly. I was like kind of cruising around. I was working the booth while while Ricky was out drinking. Yeah, yeah. I was getting wasted with Aaron Lacey. Well, you pay enough for the booth. You gotta like, you gotta get your fill of the booze. Come on. Yeah. No, I was just socializing. Nice. So, how was it last year? I mean, inspiration's great for that. It's like a, just a gathering of the the vintage heads, gathering of the minds, you know? Yeah. That was the first yeah, year we, we didn't do it. It's basically like Comic-Con for vintage heads. <laughs> well, Ricky and I, we had the worst booth there, hands down. But, no. It was pretty bad. I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> but it was fun because people could... You know, people walk into our booth and they're like, oh, okay, you know, this not might not be the greatest stuff here, but these guys are out there finding the stuff. But you had the best story, that's for damn sure. And we had our buddy there doing chain stitching. Oh, nice. So, just for those those people that don't know Inspiration, Inspiration is... Rose Bowl weekend in February, the Friday night and the Saturday in LA. What? Where was it at? Where is it at this year? I don't know. Like convention center. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> look like it up. Inspira- inspiration. LA. Um, you guys are coming back, obviously, right? Going to do another picking trip on the way. Yeah, we're coming, but I don't know if we're going to set up. We might just go and fucking. Post up outside and get people <laughs> talking to the fucking trucks. You got a you got a nice in your rose bowl booth for us? Not <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. fuck, probably. No, I'm talking about I don't want to set up like you just just have like a no. tailgate, man. It's perfect. Basically, yeah, yeah. We just we just want another excuse to drive across country and go through abandoned houses and weird space. You mm-hmm. do. I mean, <laughs> fuck. If that was your best trip, then then get it. That was awesome. It, so, it was so fun. Who do you guys want to uh, Who do you guys want to shout out here? Anybody? No, I shout out. I mean, I'm with the guy I would shout out to. I mean, I'll shout out. Well, yeah, we're we're, 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 we're on here. Like, I, I mean, honestly, I know it sounds like nerdy, and I'm just saying, like the fact that you, 
like appreciate what we do and like how you've been in the game so long like that is kind of like an ego boost for me <laughs> well thanks <laughs> man I appreciate you saying that give a fuck about us cause like yeah, you guys obviously push like this. I love this shit, man. I'm stoked for you guys. I'm stoked we got to chat. Yeah, that no, was fun. I mean, I, shout out fucking Mermaid. Yeah, Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killing the game in Minnesota. Uh, Minneapolis. He's the main shit. We love him. He's a good dude. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. So, by the way, boys, we got to, like, we got to go have dinner or something this time when you're in L.A. in February. That'd be fun, dude. That'd be awesome. And, uh, okay, so... Maybe maybe we can do an in-person podcast. Yeah, that's way better. I hope this sound comes out okay. Sorry if the sound sucks, everybody, but uh, we should definitely do that. (laughs) Okay, so we're... Obviously, you're... Kurt, you're Smokestack Vintage. Ricky, you're Ricky KZ, right? Yeah, that's R.I.C. All right. OGs in the game. True. I call it barns. Hey, do you guys have a name for it? Cause I call it barnstorming. We we call it junk and disorderly. Junk and disorderly. <laughs> junk and disorderly. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't, I don't really have an, I, I usually say we'll just, I don't really have a name for it. I'm just like I'm going to sick houses. I'm going to fucking dorms. Yeah, yeah, so sick. Well, dude, thanks, cool thanks for being on the show, man. This was awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we appreciate it. And him. All right, well, everybody, just go give us a review because you know you like this episode. Subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you next time.